Welcome, Bird Gang. On today's show, things got a bit chippy when the pads were put on for the second time. MJ believes that's good to see here in training camp. He'll explain why. Cliff Kingsbury explains the difference between Andy Isabella and Rondell Moore. Some interesting comments made by the head coach about the wide receiver position and the depth there. First, though, it is officially official. Football is back, and it's not going anywhere until next February. It's Cardinals Cover 2, Episode 450, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2 with Craig Grigalou and Mike Jarecki. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Going for Hopkins, one-handed catch and a touchdown! DeAndre Hopkins... Here's Craig Grealu and Mike Jarecki. So we didn't talk about this before the show, but I can guarantee, Bird Gang, I know exactly what MJ was doing last night, Thursday, as we talk here Friday. You, sir, were at home on the couch in front of your very large screen TV and watched the Hall of Fame game between the Cowboys and Steelers because football now is officially back. And I always look for the uh, Hall of Fame, uh, you know, inductions and, you know, different, uh, you know, stories that are being told. And it's nice to see the this class, um, you know, obviously you get a first-time, first-ballot Hall of Famer like a Peyton Manning and, you know, guys like John Lynch had to wait for a while. So, yeah, it's always, you know, not so much the game, it's just the festivities. And, you know, if you want to fast-forward five or six years from now when Larry Fitzgerald decides to hang it up um, – Cardinals will likely play in the Hall of Fame game because, you know, you look at, you know, a guy like Drew Pregerson going in and then Alan Fanica and Bill Cowher and then last year Troy Palomalo. So they try to sync up teams uh, to where they go in the Hall of Fame. So I'd anticipate, you know, fast-forwarding for uh, five or six years from now, depending on what Larry decides to do, they'll play in that game. And, you know, when the Cardinals played there with Kevin Cobb, that was five preseason games. Now they reduce it, but the Cowboys are going to be here coming up this Friday. No Dak Prescott, no Ben Roethlisberger. You know, everyone's wondering to see what how Nigel Harris is going to play. And and Tomlin told the players all week, you know, don't try to be a hero. Take what the defense gives you. Fall forward. Don't fall backwards on running plays. And, you know, he had a nice little run there, and, and I think he's going to be a big part of their offense. So, you know, and – it's going to be curious to see how the Cardinals approach the preseason. Of course, we'll try to find out more. I would think, um, just I haven't been told anything, just guessing, you know, maybe that first preseason game them home, a couple possessions you score, get them out of there, you know, against the Chiefs. I think you got to play at least a half. And then that third one, you probably want to look at your, your young players. So I don't know if they'll ever do that. Um, go in the locker room and come out in the third quarter getting the ball because that's something that they're going to have to figure out going into the season. So it's that time of the year, and, you know, you throw in a couple college games at the end of August here, and we got football every Saturday and Sunday pretty much until – Mid-February. Mid-February, more NFL towards the end, but then the bowl season, et cetera. So great time to be a football fan. Yeah, the first preseason game in the books. The Cardinals will have theirs one week 
from Friday when the Cowboys come to town. By the way, the uh, Steelers did win the Hall of Fame game. I, I didn't watch a lot of it, but and I think that game now has just become part of an entire weekend of celebrations. It's I wouldn't say it's an afterthought. It does mean something to those young players, but the star players, if you will, those that do travel to Canton, it's not for them. And if you do make a weekend out of it, the game becomes part of the weekend. You're not just going for the game and that's it it's the entire four or five days that week yeah I didn't even know who won the game and uh <laughs> you know you know I hope the Cardinals uh you know you're trying to evaluate players but you know a lot of situational football you'd like to get your kicker out there maybe get a game-winning kick so next time it happens in a real game but obviously you got to avoid injury so I think they'll you know and then the Chiefs I mean that's that's a good matchup again how much they're going to show Mahomes and their offense I, mean, I just think these are really good matchups going into the season so um, you know hopefully next year the Cardinals will have a joint practice uh, when maybe syncing up with one of the teams they play in the on the road in the preseason next year they'll be on the road in the preseason at least two games one at home considering this year, two at home, and one on the road in New Orleans. Now the Cardinals could have some situational football playouts here at State Farm Stadium is where we come to you here for Cardinals training camp powered by Cox as the red and white practice is this Saturday, August 7th, 1.30 to 3 o'clock, and it's the end to the longest week of training camp, six consecutive days of practice you'll hear from owner Michael Bidwell and head coach Cliff Kingsbury they'll address the crowd beforehand you'll see the Pro Bowl jersey presentation that's become a part of the red and white practice just exactly how much more we'll see on Saturday as opposed to these previous days of training camp I know goal line situation two minute four minute offense that might all be on the table it's just it's not a scrimmage it's still a practice and you still want to be careful you want to respect your teammates you don't want to get hurt out there yet you I would hope that there is some physicality I do believe without knowing anything that the pads will be on for the third time this week and as Buda Baker alluded to when he addressed the media on Friday don't expect him to get a lot of reps so there could be several veterans with days off or limited team activity maybe just some individual work but the red and white practice is something that I know fans always look forward to yeah and for them it's really a little bit of a dress rehearsal I mean they're going to be in full pads they won't be in in their full uniforms from you know a game day standpoint but Next time they step on the field, you know, they're going to play. So I, w- I would think they want to put the offense and defense out there and, you know, get the crowd into it, whether it's an interception. Again, they get t- paid on the other side. It would be nice to see the uh, Cardinals offense go down the field and score points. But then you got to get these young guys in there, and that's Zabin Collins. you got to get the rookie class. And, and I, I'm not opposed to guys that are first, second-year players. Andy Isabella needs reps. Keyshawn Johnson needs reps. You know, Benjamin, Jonathan Ward, guys that – you know, we are not household names, so to speak, but if some injuries occur at those positions, they're the next man up. So, you, you know, you got to get, you know, how I feel about reps, 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 reps. And Buda Baker made it very clear today there's nothing, nothing average about this team in practice. He will call guys out. Uh, you know how I feel about him in the future being the face of the franchise. 
there is still time to secure your spots here at State Farm Stadium. Now, parking and tickets are free. You do, though, have to register for digital tickets. azcardinals.com slash camptix. That's azcardinals.com slash camptix. As we continue here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Let's talk about some reps here over the last couple of days. Thursday, full padded practice, and there was some reps between outside linebackers and tight ends, inside linebackers and running backs as far as not blitz pickup, but pass protection. And I'll say this, MJ, things got a little chippy on Thursday. Tempers flared a little bit. Marcus Golden had to be calmed down as he had words for the tight ends when they were doing those drills. I think it was Darrell Daniels who Golden got tangled up with. Max Williams ended up playing peacemaker. I think though probably to be expected on day eight of camp talking about Thursday. I know in speaking with you following that practice you said it was a good sign that something like that happened. Now, again, it was much to do about nothing at the end of the day. Hold me back. Exactly. Maybe maybe a little bit of a, <laughs> a grab or a tug, but there were no punches thrown. There wasn't a full-scale brawl like there was with the Giants in New York. But when you are together for two weeks and you're going head-to-head and you're competing for a roster spot, things are going to happen. Now, at the end of the day, your teammates and everything is okay. But in that particular moment, especially, Especially when you're doing dealing with Marcus Golden, who was always amped up, yeah, you're you're going to get a little hot sometimes. Yeah, and you know Adrian Wilson. Anytime they were able to put the pads on in, in training camp, um, he would lay out a running back coming through the hole and kind of set the tone. He you you can't do that now. I thought their first padded practice was average because it was kind of slow play. You, you go from the ra- uh, ramp up, you're in shells or spiders and helmets and shorts, and then all of a sudden you put the pads on, and then some of these young players, undrafted free agents, don't know how to practice. They're trying to make a name for themselves, and it's like, slow down. You're going to get some reps. So that that's that's what when padded practice, and I thought yesterday was much better. Uh, I saw a little bit more physicality, a little bit more animation, uh, where they were kind of feeling themselves around when they are on in full pads on Tuesday. And what it shows you when there are words exchanged or guys get upset, one, they care, and two, they're looking to win their individual one-on-one matchups because at the end of the day, that's what football is. Can you beat the guy across from you? True. And that sometimes wasn't always the case last season. There needed to be some help. But if you can hold your end, and I do think that the tight ends for the most part did hold their own. Now Chandler Jones was not on the field. He was given a veteran days off. A veteran day off. The running backs, specifically Eno Benjamin, looked very, very solid as far as making sure those inside linebackers did not get by. By them towards the quarterback so again it's going to happen I do like to see it and I know uh, you were glad that it happened at least um, it's it's I'm actually maybe even a little surprised that it didn't happen sooner in here in training camp yeah you, you're going to hear coming up next week we're tired of hitting the same guy in front of us and, and they've done a nice job kind of rotating you know Benjamin has gotten first uh, team reps sometimes you'll see a guy like Marco Wilson and Darquez Denard getting first-team reps, especially if, if Malcolm Butler's on wasn't practicing. So I like the fact that, you know, um, and, and some guys are getting more uh, reps because of flexibility. Like, you know, Josh Jones right now, he's getting a lot, ton of reps at right guard. And you look at Marco Wilson, he could play inside and outside. 
Darquez Canar can play inside and outside. Um, Chase Whitaker can play inside and outside. So I like the fact that, you know, they got some flexibility. And that's going to be, uh, when it comes to a numbers game, how much can you do on game day and will you be active? Now, as far as the reps at wide receiver, Andy Isabella, I think, had his best day on Thursday. Now, Bird Gang, you're going to hear us talk a lot about Thursday's practice. Friday's practice, the day before the red and white practice, it was more of a walkthrough. It was half speed. Malcolm Butler dealing with a maintenance issue was not on the field, according to head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Rondell Moore dealing with a minor issue as well. He exited the practice field midway through Thursday's practice. So there is, I wouldn't say an issue at the wide receiver position, but there is certainly a position that I would say is in flux, talking about the wide receiver position. DeAndre Hopkins given a Veterans Day off on Thursday, was out there on Friday. A.J. Green now has missed the past couple of practices, three to be specific. He has not been on the field. Again, we don't know the extent or even what the injuries are. So there is some roster shuffling as far as those last wide receivers. The team made another roster move on Friday, letting go Isaac Whitney and signing Aleva Hifo, another kind of smaller wide receiver but someone who can return kicks whether that's kickoffs or punts and that to me you know you know who the four or five guys or let's just say we know who the four wide receivers are going to be the question becomes who who is number five who is number six yeah I, I don't know if it's in flux I mean I, I know what you're saying again these guys need to be on the field but you know it's kind of plus minus here where Andy Isabella Jojo Ward Keyshawn Johnson are getting more reps. Uh, I do. I would agree with you. Um, Andy Isabella, besides the two touchdowns, um, and Andy's getting a chance to play inside and outside, and that's you know, that's more probably for necessity. Uh, the team is got to have a log jam at, at uh, the slot position. So, yeah, you prefer to have these guys out there, but you know, at least these guys are getting reps. And I got to see. Think we're going to see Andy Isabella a ton in the preseason now. How many times is it Colt McCoy or is it Chris Strebler? Uh, throwing the ball to him because I don't know how much the starters are going to play. But uh, it's all you can ask for is opportunities. And JoJo Ward, he's another guy that's flashed. You know, I just think the Cardinals feel like they need extra bodies, and that's why they're making a shuffle at the bottom of the roster, bringing in these receivers. But hopefully uh, everyone's good to go. But I like the fact that Hop was back out there today. And one thing that we learned about Hop, he's not giving up reps to rookies. No, he is not going to give up his spot, if you will. Now, he'll share his spot with an A.J. Green. He's made that perfectly clear as far as that conversation happening between those two veterans, and that I think that shows the respect factor between these two. But if there is a route or a play that Hopkins believes Green is better at or vice versa, then they'll have that communication and then relay that to Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, and Kingsbury was asked, He, you know, he's heard about it, but they didn't have to get his permission. That He said that's how much respect, kind of what you uh, hit on right there for each other, knowing, you know, maybe in this situation, if he's drawn the second or third corner, maybe he's a better option. And if you move Hopkins around and team's playing his own, maybe he's going to draw the second or third corner. So I like the fact that, you know, on the on the side, these guys are already thinking about that stuff. And, we know Hop lined up 82% of the time. That's the most since they've been keeping that stat since 2014. 
I don't know if that number is going to change, and that's really the air raid offense in college. You get the X receiver, you put them on the outside, and then because of the hash marks, you can go bunches on the right, but you're looking for that number one corner covering number one wide receiver. Or on the other side, you can have the third, fourth, fifth string cornerback covering you know, your number two and three receiver. Not in the NFL, but that's what they're looking for, matchups. And I think it's going to happen on game day. This is a conversation that is going to happen on Sunday. Hey, what did you see on this particular coverage? You know, I think I can get away with this against this defender. I think you might be better in this position with regards to this play. And that's where you run a play in the first half, and all of a sudden yep. you see something like, I think if we just tweaked it a little bit, let's run it again in the fourth quarter, which we think can be a much bigger bigger play and now all of a sudden you found something it's just it's those conversations here in training camp that matter when the regular season begins yeah I mean it, it, there's going to be situations where you know you break the huddle pre-snap read and all of a sudden they change the defense so um, I like the fact that you know we're seeing a little bit pre-snap motion and I think we uh, have lived to see what Sean McVay can do with it that offense and Kyle Shanahan and obviously from a distance Andy Reid with Patrick Mahomes so um, again, how you break the huddle changes the formations, and that's where the Cardinals are looking to get matchups. But it's all going to be predicated on protection up front and being able to run the football. Because, you know, we can talk about Chase Edmonds. I I know he's going to be the, uh, you know, sharing carries and, and touches with James Conner, but he's very good in the passing game. I mean, literally, you can go four wide and have him in the backfield, and if nobody's open, little dump off, five yard catch becomes a sixteen yard pickup or something. So. Chase, and probably last year I think you and I would say he was the third best receiver, right? Correct. And statistically speaking, he was. But I do think that that is a, an advantage that he has yes. over a James Conner. Not that counter can't do it, right. but Edmonds is just a little bit better at it. And with regards to the pre-snap motion, whether it's a running back moving out of the backfield and then lining up his wide receiver or coming across the line of scrimmage, going in motion – you know, are, are we seeing more of it in training camp because our eyes are looking for it because of the stat that you just alluded to? And was this always the case last training camp? It just never materialized during the regular season. Or did he just didn't, you know, because I don't think they wanted to put too much on Chase's plate. And obviously Drake, you know, he when they made the trade look really good and then he was trying to get the, you know, hit the big hole or get, get the big play and that wasn't happening. So, uh, I think it's a combination. They have better talent around Kyler Murray, and they feel like the protection's up front. So now you can kind of do some gadget plays, and i got to think Rondo Moore fits that. So you could see Rondo Moore and Chase in the backfield together where Chase goes out and then Moore becomes that gadget guy. And and we know they've tried that with Christian Kirk and Andy Isabella over the years. But, the, again, uh, Rondell Moore is going to be a weapon for this team, and, and he, you can't double everyone. Cardinals training camp powered by Cox as we come to you here from State Farm Stadium and our uh, home away from home. I really love Loft 301, MJ. I'm really going to uh, really, really try to uh, make this our uh, setup during the regular season. It's got zero chance of happening, but uh, hey, you never know. Wishful thinking. Until you ask, and uh, I'm very willing to ask, and I know exactly what the answer is going to be. Bird Gang, if you haven't caught it, I would strongly suggest go to the Arizona Cardinals official YouTube channel, youtube.com slash azcardinals. The latest episode of the Emmy award-winning series Cardinals Flight Plan episode number four is up 
and available. And if you've missed any of the previous episodes, those are all available as well. But here's a way that you never miss an episode. Just hit that subscribe button. That's why you that way uh, you'll never miss an episode of Cardinals Flight Plan. A great behind-the-scenes look at what the Cardinals did in the offseason, and of course here and training camp. Cardinals covered two presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. We spoke in our most recent episode a lot about the wide receivers and the reps and Christian Kirk not being on the field. He has returned, did a little bit more on Friday than he did on Thursday, so that was good to see. And you talked about it, Andy Isabella and Keyshawn Johnson taking advantage of the day off given to DeAndre Hopkins and the fact that A.J. Green has not been on the practice field for the past couple of days. A couple of points on this. One, Isabella scored on a touchdown on a play Thursday that I know UMJ have been wanting to see more of, and that's Kyler Murray stepping up in the pocket, eluding the outside rush, rolling right, and then throwing on the run, and it was a strike to Isabella for a score. Johnson had a nice over-the-shoulder catch during one-on-one coverage. So those two receivers, they are on the back end of that depth chart. I do think are making progress here, and we've tangible evidence that they're making progress. And one of the things we're seeing, the throw from 11 to 19 yards. We know, we've always mentioned this, at least since the end of the season when I was able to gather this stat, Kyler Murray and Aaron Rodgers had 14 throws over 40 yards. Kyler Murray's numbers dip, completion percentage, quarterback rating dips from 11 to 19. And now the fact that you know, Rodney Hudson trying to create that U where he can step up in the pocket, um, you have to find, you know, you have to find lanes if you want to make a tight throw or slant pass quickly. But the fact that Isabella was in running the route and he hit him in stride, that goes a long way. And they they always talk about yak yards after catch, but he was able to get into the end zone. So I, I like that because the eleven to nineteen to me is the money downs. That's where you earn your money, and then you get in the red zone. You know, that's where you got to score touchdowns versus field goals. But I, I do see an improvement from 11 to 19 yards. Again, intermediate routes, yak after that, yards after catch. There was another play. Murray had a great downhill pass to Max Williams with Isaiah Simmons in covers. The ball was thrown perfectly, and that's another one of those 11 to 19-yard throws that Williams turned into 25, 30, 35 yards, and that's something we did not see a lot of last season. No, and, and that's something that, you know, clearly if they can stay healthy at that wide receiver position and you throw in Edmonds and, and, and Max Williams and Darrell Daniels, to me those are easy throws for Kyler Murray. and It's right over the middle, and, you know, for the most part, you know, I mean, Max Williams seems like he has good hands. Now, if, if you got a safety or a linebacker over there trying to chop at the ball, it could come out. Terrell Daniels is a guy that you know, once he catches the ball, he's big to bring down. So uh, they're going to have plenty of options when it comes to that. But the intermediate stuff, that's where you move the chains, and that's where you try to get it in the red zone. Now, you and I had a conversation during practice, and you stopped me and said, let's wait <laughs> until the show. Head coach Cliff Kingsbury on Thursday was asked specifically about Isabella and Moore. Did he see them as vying for the same roster spot? He does not believe that they're vying for the same roster spot. In fact, he believes that they are different receivers. Isabella can play outside, inside, while Moore, quote, is more of an inside guy, punt returner, kick returner, trick play guy, get the ball to him in space as many ways as you can, end quote. I heard that, MJ, and I heard what Kingsbury and the Cardinals said two years prior about Andy Isabella. Inside, outside, punt returner, kick returner, 
gadget play guy. So I do think that they are very similar wide receivers. Are they vying for the same roster spot? I don't believe so, although it is certainly something to pay attention to after those first four because we know Hop is in, we know Green is in, we know Kirk is in, and we know Rondell Moore is in. That's four. If you keep six, two open spots. If you keep seven, as they did in 2019, now you've got three open slots. Now, Kingsbury brought that up as well as far as how many receivers they'll keep. He brought up the numbers five or six. I do think it might be more of the latter, but when you've got now, what, seven, eight guys vying for two spots, how do you figure out who that number fifth and sixth receiver are going to be? Because those two, one, is going to have to be active on game day. Okay. Uh, we can go back and look at the quotes. We know how excited Kingsbury was in the flight plan uh, when they drafted Isabella. They got, you know, Brian Murphy prior to that and then Kyler Murray. So they they thought that. Now, again, he went to UMass. He played very well in those SEC games. But here's a guy that went to Purdue, played in the spread offense, and his 2018 numbers are off the charts. I mean, he led the country in, in basically yardage and receptions and yards per catch. So, yeah, I don't think there's a similar skill set. The only thing they're similar, I think, is speed and, and maybe um, size. But the fact is is that Andy Isabella hasn't lived up to it. Now, we've only seen Rondell Moore for a few months, so he's got a long ways to go. And I say temperate sometimes because there's no pass rush. Uh, you know, Darren Urban th- uh, sent a video out of him getting a touchdown on uh, – Charles Washington, well, that's what the Cardinals are looking for. You're looking for a safety on that matchup, but normally you're going to see a corner on him. So I'll temper it. But I just look at they gave opportunities to Andy Isabella and Christian Kirk to return punts and kicks, and they failed. Whether it was the protection or, you know, their head was spinning, at least for Isabella, because, you you know, when you're catching a punt, the ball's in the air a little bit longer, and guys are are coming down the field like a – like, you know, uh, horses or deers are, and they're just right on you and a little bit different. So they both didn't pass the eye test. We'll see if he passed the eye test. But the fact is now he's more of a slot guy, and that's where I think Cliff can go four wide. Is a, I'm sorry, Kirk, uh, Rondell Moore, Green, and Hopkins into where you can play to their strengths. Now you can also put Isabella out there on the outside because he may draw the fourth corner, and we know that he has the ability. So – it, I th- you know I know what Cliff's saying. It's always a numbers game. If they keep four running backs on the roster, and maybe Eno Benjamin's the fourth after Ward and Connor and Edmonds, you dress three on game day. If they keep three tight ends, um, we'll see if they add one or they're going to stash a couple guys on the practice squad. You may go into the game with two tight ends. So now you can go into the game. They they keep six on the roster. Five will be active on game day. So and right now. People want to say, well, why don't they trade? I saw it was Field Yates, and he was hypothetical, so I'll give him fair. Oh, suggested trades for every single team. Yeah, and he had the Cardinals trading Andy Isabella for Nikhil Harry. Uh, first of all, that's not going to happen. And if I'm the Cardinals, I'm not trading Andy Isabella. Um, he provides depth. He's got something you can't teach, but he's got to be productive on game day. So, it's, I mean, he could be in – honestly, he can be in sweats the whole season. And that's, I think, you don't want to see, especially out of a second-round pick. That, to me, if you're inactive all season long but you're just there for depth, that's 
to your point, that's that's a failure on the Cardinals' part as far as recognizing what Andy Isabella could do on Sundays because we haven't seen it. Right, but I also think considering Kirk's hit and miss, staying healthy, Andre A.J. Green staying healthy, I mean, do we can sit here today and say Chase Edmonds and James Conner are going to play 17 games? So there's going to be – it's a longer season now. And we get to the bye week, where are they at? So I do think you're going to – and it wouldn't surprise me if JoJo Ward and the Cardinals could bring in another receiver. I think they're going to have two or three on the practice squad. But injuries occur, so you better have at least six guys that have some NFL experience. Well, with Isabella and Keyshawn Johnson, are you better off with those two or are you better off with a JoJo Ward? Are you better off with a Greg Dortch who they just added and certainly has the ability to return kicks? And Antoine Wesley, I know, certainly flashed early in training camp. We haven't seen him on the field for whatever reason the past couple of days, but the reason I all keep bringing up Antoine Wesley is because of his height. He's six foot four. They don't have another six foot four wide receiver outside of A.J. Green. This team, for whatever reason, loves the under six foot wide receiver. What's wrong with the six three, six four guy? And if you don't always have that four wide set, then you can get away with not having an extra slot guy. Run three wide with another tight end or another running back. And it's going to become who is available and active and who does special teams coordinator, assistant head coach Jeff Rogers trust as far as special teams. Keyshawn Johnson is working more as far as a gunner. I've seen Andy Isabella work as a gunner, and he's still trying to field kicks. I don't think Isabella is going to be back there for punts or kickoffs. They've tried that. They've seen what it is. They don't like what it looks like. I think that's no longer a case. That just might be case of emergency break glass situation but I yeah look I I am hesitant to say Andy Isabella has a spot on this roster as we speak here on Friday August 6th yeah and, and I'm gonna go the other out and the reason why they have these small receivers is because when you got when you got guys six three six four they kind of lumber down the field even though I've been impressed with AJ Green's speed here you know getting around the corner get the 50 50 balls but those those Small guys, that's kind of what the offense is. You, you look at John Brown, Cole Beasley. You you, you look at C.D. Lamb. You look at Amari Cooper. So you, you have to have those guys because the, some of these corners are six feet tall now, and it's tough to get press coverage at the line of scrimmage. You know, ideally you like to have 6'3", six, 6'4", six, six, tight ends. Now for Wesley at this point, i got to think he's going to be a practice squad option. Yeah, just because as we talked about, earlier on Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Your best ability is availability, and he has not been available for whatever reason. Again, head coach Cliff Kingsbury has chosen not to be forthcoming with injuries. He does not have to be here in the preseason or in training camp. Yes, that will change once the regular season rolls around, but this wide receiver position, and let's hope that you know, the, the conversations that you have in training camp are always about the backups, the depth at certain positions. It's hardly ever about the starters. Yeah, you'd like to see them on the field and do well, but you find the depth in training camp and then hopefully you never get to use it come the regular season. And that's why a lot of this, and MJ, we might not never have another discussion about Andy Isabella, Keyshawn Johnson, or Antoine Wesley the rest of the regular season. And if that's the case, that means Hop has been healthy, Green has been healthy, 
Kirk has been healthy, and Rondell Moore has been healthy. And those are your four wide receivers that you can count on. Add the tight end position, add the running backs. Now you've got your weapons that Kyler Murray can throw to. It's what happens when those guys aren't available, whether it's for injury or for COVID-19 protocols. And then, to your point, where is the depth coming from? Do you keep someone on the active roster, or do you try to slide someone onto the practice squad? Yeah, and that's where I think Jonathan Ward and, and possibly you know Benjamin again, if he's, he makes a f- the fifty-three and they keep four and dress three on game day, we know uh, John, Jonathan Ward's going to be involved in all the special teams, and he looks really good as a running back. Kind of got a little skill set of Chase and Connor. Um, so yeah, I mean that that's that's what it becomes. But with, I don't know if people are focusing so much. You know, only three preseason games, but 17-game schedule. I mean, I, a lot of guys have a hard time staying healthy for 14 games, 15 games. So th- there's no guarantee. And, you know, Kyler Murray's been banged up the last couple of years playing a 16-game schedule. Now it's going to be a 17-game schedule. So you're going to have to have depth. And you better make sure you have some guys that you can plug and play. Now, there's, you know, the, the uh, production will go down, but don't go in there and be an empty chair because they are going to count on you. And that's the beauty of these these uh, young players getting a ton of reps on Saturday and then hopefully in the preseason because the next time they play, Craig, the lights are going to be bright and the game is going to be a lot faster than it's been in training camp. And one of those opportunities does come during the red and white practice on Saturday, August 7th, 1.30 to 3 here at State Farm Stadium. Fans in attendance, the bright lights, the entire pregame pageantry more like a dress rehearsal, if you will, and hopefully these guys that we talk about as far as those second and third teamers do take a step up. One player that I do want to touch on certainly has made progress, and that is running back Eno Benjamin, who did on Thursday receive some first-team reps. According to head coach Clay Kingsbury, quote, I can't tell you how far he's come from training camp to now. And he mentioned being Benjamin's work in pass protection and special teams. And then out of this, I'm excited to watch him in preseason, end quote. If Eno Benjamin, who did not have a preseason last season, is able to show what the coaches have seen in the offseason and here in training camp, then there might be a way for him to either – force their hand and carry four running backs or slide past a Jonathan Ward and be that number three running back if that's the number at the end of the day that that is what they keep as far as the 53-man roster is concerned. Yeah, I just think Ward, based on being an undrafted free agent, really virtual offseason, no preseason games, and he, you know, you got to give that guy a lot of credit. It's a great story. And, you know, unless, you know, performs now again if he's going against second and third stringers he can't control that but some of those guys will not be on the roster so I have a hard time thinking as of today what I've seen that he's going to be able to overtake Jonathan Ward but I like that he's in a good spot where last year you know clearly didn't play on team so he's probably running the scout team but now you know he's going to get a ton of time and he's he's really one player away from being active on game day. He's running the ball well. He's catching the ball well. He's held up in pass protection, as we mentioned, and also getting more work on special teams. And that last part, the special teams aspect, and maybe it was because there was not an offseason for him to be a part of, so where he just couldn't showcase what his abilities are in that aspect because if you are that third running back active on game day, you might not see a single carry, but you will see snaps on the field on special teams. Two things stick out for me on Benjamin just watching the first couple of days of practice, the two C's. Confident 
and comfortable. And for those listening, if you can apply that in your daily life, when you become comfortable and confident, you have a lot of confidence. You can go in there and say, I can do what he can do. Maybe I'm not getting the same opportunities, but being confident and comfortable makes you more relaxed as a player. Now I just go out there and let my skill set do the talking. We all want to see him succeed because we've watched him at Arizona State just down the road from the complex in Tempe. And now hopefully this is the year we get to see him on Sundays. It's He was put, along with that entire rookie class, MJ, they were put in difficult circumstances. And um, maybe that and that reason alone is why Eno Benjamin was a spectator last season. Well, we always talk about it, Craig. I mean, even for Isaiah Simmons. And you, I, I feel like I'm – beating the dead drum here because I said give this guy an entire offseason, give him three preseason games, and you're going to see the the, uh, the fruits of the labor there. Um, this is where Eno's going to have to flash. I mean, uh, so he's got every opportunity. And listen, James Conner's on a one-year deal. They're not the same back, but you can also make the case if, if Jonathan Ward continues to evolve, he could be your backup next year. We know teams don't like paying big money, so all of a sudden Eno Benjamin becomes your third bound back. Now you got he's very similar to Chase size wise and may, maybe doesn't have the same um you know catching ability even though he's good in pass protection, but he's kind of a you know maybe a one B when it comes to Chase Edmonds, where Jonathan Ward's like one B both on Connor and Edmonds. But Connor's on a one year deal. He plays well enough. You know, when the Cardinals going to extend him. Chase obviously is a guy that I think will get a contract extension. So Eno's in a good spot. He's just got to be patient. Easy for me to say when a young player wants to play. Bird Gang, if you like what you hear, subscribe to Arizona Cardinals Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Listen to your favorite shows on the go like Cardinals Underground, the Big Red Rays, the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Of course, this show, Cardinals Cover 2, and coming soon, the Dave Pash Podcast, debuting August 11th. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast for more information. A couple of other points to make here about Cardinals training camp powered by Cox. The officials have been here since Thursday. Referee Bill Vinovich and his crew. Vinovich refed Super Bowl 54, which saw the Chiefs beat the 49ers. I did see Vinovich speak with Kingsbury before Thursday's practice. They'll be here through Saturday's red and white practice. And it was telling that during Thursday's padded practice, a lot more flags thrown up in the air. And according to Kingsbury, that was by design. He wanted the officials to call the game or their team periods, if you will, tight because he is making it a huge point of emphasis as far as penalties are concerned. And we've seen it. If you commit a penalty, you're off the field for at least one snap. And it is being hammered home daily, I would say hourly, if you will, see in the team meetings as well. But And if you're out here for the red and white practice on Saturday, there might be some laundry on the field. But just know that that is by design. Any little thing, and we know you can call a penalty on every single play in the National Football League, but any little thing these officials have been told, blow your whistle, throw the flag, and explain why so we can get this taken care of. The most penalized team of all of last season, the Arizona Cardinals. Can't happen this year. And it's been a point of emphasis in the offseason. It's been a point of emphasis in the team meeting when they, uh, when they address the team moving forward. And you talk to any player, they – 
Kyler Murray is probably the first one that brings it up. The little things are, are going to come back to haunt us, or they have in the past, and that's where you got to cut out. So I like it. And, and Cliff knows that you can't be the most penalized team. I mean, you know, we know he's a player's coach. He really doesn't like a whole lot of drama. But you know what? At the end of the day, um, if your team's not winning um, and it's because of stall drives and pre- and post-snap penalties, that has to come on the players initially, but ultimately it comes from the head coach, discipline. That's why you look at New England, less uh, they're the least penalized team in the league. And, and maybe you're going to say, well, the officials don't want to you know, upset Bill Belichick. Look at the teams that are in the playoffs and look how many penalties they have. They don't beat themselves. Yeah, well said. Some uh, house cleaning items as far as where players are when they're not on the football field and how much longer do we have to wait to see them on the football field. J.J. Watt has yet to practice. I have zero, as I point to you, I have zero concern about him. Jordan Phillips, coach, was asked about him, and according to Kingsbury, Phillips is expected back, quote, in the near future. What does that mean? I don't know, but he's missed six straight practices, and that is someone the Cardinals, MJ, were counting on um, along that defensive line with the J.J. Watt, with the Zach Allen and Rashard Lawrence and Lucky Fotu. That is a big piece to this puzzle that I want to see in uniform. Yeah, and I don't know how much he's going to play in the preseason. You just, you know, obviously he was doing uh, some gassers with Corey Peters a couple of days ago. But again, you got to get into football shape, and that's going to be. Now he's not going to play every snap, but he's penciled in to be the starter. I mean, and they went out and gave reward him with a nice contract. Uh, I'm not going to give him a mulligan for last year, so I want to. I want to see a productive Jordan Phillips because they need him. Just like they need Jordan Hicks. They need these guys, and that's the reason why they're still on the roster. So, uh, ideally, you'd like to have a nice little rotation with Zach Allen, J.J. Watt, Jordan Phillips, and then you throw in the you know Xavier Williams, Lucky Fotu, Rashard Lawrence, That's and then Corey Peters. That's the rotation you want. Um, but he's a big fixture when it comes to the outside, trying to set the edge to allow Chandler Jones, Marcus Golden, Kennard uh, to get to the quarterback. So, Again, uh, I don't know how much he's going to play in the preseason, but I, I want to make sure he's practicing before they go into the regular season at the end of the day. And hopefully he can play all 17 games uh, based on his history. Um, that would be, uh, you know, really important for his career in Arizona. To, you know, again, I he plays a physical position, so if he plays 14 or 15, and if it happens early versus late where he can give give you something in the playoffs, sign me up for it. But I prefer all 17 games, but that's just me thinking out loud. The other player we received an update on Friday, Brian Winters, who we projected to be the starting right guard, has been out for several days. And according to Kingsbury, we'll be back before the season gets started. That certainly stood out to me. That comments. We're talking about another five, six weeks. So Brian Winters was signed in the offseason as competition for that right guard spot with Josh Jones and Max Garcia. Now Garcia is working a lot more at the center position to be the backup to Rodney Hudson. Justin Murray also in that mix, but he has missed the past couple of practices as well. Three, in fact. And now Josh Jones, who was drafted as a tackle in the third round, is seeing a lot, and I mean a lot, of first-team reps at right guard to where, once again, your best ability is availability. Josh Jones right now, if you're handicapping this race at right guard, Josh Jones is in the lead, MJ, and he is 
by far in the lead. And I still think, you know, he got his feet wet last year, maybe 61 uh, offensive snaps coming in as an extra blocker and then also getting a chance to play on some of the uh, special teams. You know, I, I still think he's got a ways to go, but they're really excited about his upside and the fact that he can play four different positions, uh, both guard spots now and then both tackle spots. You know, I got to think right now with Beecham on the right side and if, you know, Winters isn't able to return – uh, at a high level, he's got to get back into football shape. Then Josh Jones will start, and I would think Justin Murray will be your swing tackle. I mean, that's just the way it is right now. And then you mentioned Max Garcia. But, you know, one uh, one guy that uh, we were told today watching practice by one of the scouts is Josh Miles. Josh Miles, you just think he's kind of an afterthought. you got your future left tackle, you know, obviously, and D.J. Humphreys. You know, they, they moved on from Lamont Billiard. But, but Josh Miles is turning some heads, and, and that would be a pleasant surprise because we always talk about the top eight, and we know they're going to have a couple guys in the practice squad. But really, this camp's about development. Um, clearly, they're really well at, at left guard, uh, left tackle, center. Right guard's kind of wide open and right tackle. But it'd be nice to see Josh Miles be part of the future. But right now, Josh Jones looks like he could be the guy. And, you know, winners would be your first guy in if something happened. Uh, I just got to wait and see because going in, Winters was getting the majority of the reps and then, and eventually he probably would have got a day off veteran guy. Uh, but we'll see when he returns because if, if he's going to be ready for the opener, you got to think he's going to have to start practicing at maybe after that third preseason game. And, and they can alternate to see who's the best. And what did I say at the end of the day? Kugler's playing the best five guys. Regardless of where you, where you were drafted, how you got here, it's what you've done in camp to he feels comfortable, and then worst case, you'll be a backup. By the way, Miles, part of that 2019 draft class, seventh-round selection out of Morgan State, six foot five, 325 pounds, and someone that is turning heads at least amongst those that it matters the most, and that's the coaching staff, that's the scouting department, to where maybe it's not the active roster, but he is – found a home and someone that they think they can develop to maybe, if not in 2021, 2022, he becomes one of those guys. And, you know, I followed up and said, could he play right tackle? More of a left tackle. Right tackle is more where you're going to run the ball, and usually that defensive line or outside linebacker is a little bit more um, bigger and more physical where you get the legitimate pass rusher on the left side, better feet, and get to the quarterback quicker. So, you can never have enough depth, and hopefully Humphreys can stay healthy and continue what he's done because he should have made the Pro Bowl, and hopefully he's into, on some of these NFC All-Pro lists. Yeah, well, uh, knock on wood on that, that uh, Humphrey does take that next this step. This is marble. Yeah, I know. It's, Wood's it's, over it's here. marble. Okay, i got to find some wood. Found it. So uh, we're all good, Berg, and that good. is uh, good to know here on this <laughs> Friday. Our first, by the way, Football Friday. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm going to claim it right now. And football, football Friday. Friday because the preseason is a upon us we had our first hall of fame game on thursday so yes it is a football friday what about a fitz friday who <laughs> how quickly they forget <laughs> now, so no, cardinals all three games are on a friday no the saints game is on a saturday my birthday oh is that a hint no august 28th. Oh, okay. <laughs> over the years it's happened either practice so no worries i don't have no plans that go out after the show 
Well, we'll have to see about that. On that note, <laughs> no. Burger Gang, let's put a lid on this edition of <laughs> Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Amahundro. For Mike Jarecki, I'm Greg Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2. You said we'll see. <laughs>